<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, October 20th, 2023. Back from an incredible world tour, Professor Jeffrey Sachs uh, joins us. That was, of course, one of the most famous clips in American history, President uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. And I just picked out something I never heard before, and I've listened to it so many times, uh, Professor Sachs. The weight of this combination... And I understand, I've said this before on air, I understand from his granddaughter that the, and I shouldn't say this to me personally, but she said this publicly, that the original script said military, industrial, congressional complex. And the old general at the last minute crossed out congressional when asked why, he said, well, I only have a few days left in my term, but I'm waiting for them to pass two more bills. <laughs> anyway, it's profound which leads us to the profound question of, of the day. Professor Sachs, how do we avoid Armageddon? Boy, are we uh, drifting uh, towards disaster. And I would say this is drift. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower spoke 62 years ago. It was his farewell address, 1961, January. Uh, and he warned us uh, already then about the power of the military industrial complex. The military-industrial complex uh, took hold of U.S. foreign policy, especially from the 1990s onward. We sometimes call it the neocon era. Uh, it has been the era in which the U.S. has pursued uh, nonstop military approaches, wars, covert regime change operations. Uh, it has brought us to now multiple hot wars, tremendous global insecurity, a budget that is uh, drowning in debt, and uh, President Biden just asked for another $100 billion plus in this endless stream of spending for the military. And he sounded to me like a pitch man for the military-industrial complex. Your artillery shells are produced in 12 states, including Pennsylvania, uh, and uh, Texas, uh, Arizona produces the Patriot missile systems. This is, this is uh, clearly a, a military-industrial complex-led foreign policy. A Wall Street Journal just carried a story about how they're expecting uh, boom times. Uh, and I, I use uh, that phrase perhaps uh, unwisely. Lots of booms uh, over Gaza, but uh, lots of money 
uh, in the accounts of the military contractors. And our foreign policy, on the other hand, is a disaster. Uh, President Biden said, we're the beacon to the world. The world is absolutely standing against what the United States is standing for right now. And if you want proof of it, it was 14 to 1 in the UN Security Council in recent days when the other 14 members of the UN Security Council said we need a ceasefire and humanitarian relief and the United States vetoed that. It's This is really troubling and amazing and completely unconvincing from a foreign policy point of view and Aside, just even on the straight economics of it, for heaven's sake, another $100 billion on top of a busting budget deficit that the Congressional Budget Office has just reported, $300 billion larger deficit than in FY22. This is the fiscal year 2023. Uh, we didn't collect the revenues uh, down 9% year over year. We know uh, that the interest rates are rising to unprecedented levels of uh, the recent years. This is causing a lot of pain. And now, oh, why not a, another $100 billion for a failed policy? So what would the uh, argument be against humanitarian assistance? How could the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. with a straight face argue uh, against that? And, and before you answer that, the president claims that he told uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and Prime Minister Netanyahu agreed to allow humanitarian assistance in the form of food, medicine, and water to cross from Egypt uh, into southern Gaza. As of the time we went on air, Professor, those trucks are still lined up. The caravan is miles long, but the Israelis won't let them in. Nothing uh, has uh, opened up. There is no relief. Uh, there was a massive bombing again yesterday, a uh, bombing uh, that hit a Greek Orthodox church complex. Right. Uh, I think it's 1,600 years old. Uh, I've, I've heard from uh, the Greek Orthodox uh, community and leadership today. This is just horror. Uh, and there is not only no relief in sight, there is only escalation in sight. Doesn't a professor, doesn't a Prime Minister Netanyahu understand the dangers to Israel and to him personally? I'm talking about his longevity in office to this type of uh, gross um, overreaction. Well, I, I don't think he has any longevity in office uh, personally under any circumstances, but uh, I would say that uh, uh, Israel may be living uh, in, in a, uh, almost uh, in, a, in a state of uh, unawareness of what the world feels right now. But you, you felt the same thing uh, hearing uh, Joe Biden speak. It, to, to me, it was a speech from 30 years ago. Indeed, it used the rhetoric of 30 years ago as if uh, nothing had happened in the past 30 years and nothing had happened in the past seven days. We're we're alone in this, uh, and we're not protecting Israel by basically uh, standing by while this uh, disaster in Gaza unfolds, which is absolutely inimical to Israel's own interests. 
Uh, they don't understand uh, what they're getting into, which is very bad and very deep and very much opposed by the whole rest of the world, save uh, the uh, leadership of the United States right now. Does uh, President Biden and his colleagues and do Pre uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, and his colleagues uh, understand what will happen uh, if American uh, fighter jets attack Hezbollah or American Marines land on the shores of Gaza with 2,000 Marines off the coast and in the aircraft carrier. God forbid, I don't think uh, that they understand. Uh, and um, the dangers are extraordinarily high. And the lack of diplomacy is absolutely staggering. Uh, it is unbelievable that President Biden and President Putin have not spoken once, as far as we know, but I think it's a, a, a pretty good uh, bet that they have not spoken once uh, since uh, early 2022. They have a lot to mm. speak about before this world goes over the edge. And uh, we are not having basic diplomacy right and, now. And Professor Sachs, the president of the United States personalizes this. Here he is last night. It's a uh, cut seven, uh, Chris. Putin has failed. It, it's, it's absolutely untrue, but it's so personal. When Putin invaded Ukraine, he thought he would take Kiev and all of Ukraine in a matter of days. Well, over a year later, Putin has failed and he continues to fail. Kyiv still stands because of the bravery of the Ukrainian people. Ukraine has regained more than 50% of the territory Russian troops once occupied, backed by U.S.-led coalition of more than 50 countries around the world, all doing its part to support Kyiv. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're segueing into Ukraine, but I would argue that none of what he just said is accurate. I would uh, absolutely concur. It's uh, just straight propaganda. And to say this, by the way, after a disastrous failure of Ukraine's uh, so-called uh, counteroffensive, which began in June and which has cost tens of thousands of Ukrainian deaths, and those deaths continue at staggering rates every single day. And this is known by everyone watching uh, this, uh, everyone observing to have been an unbelievable failure pushed by the United States. And Biden, he's reading a script. It's, it's, 
it's really a puzzle. Who writes this stuff? But if you, um, this is dreadful. If you had been the uh, Secretary of State, and how I wish you were. Um, uh, th thanks for uh, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> talk about sleepless nights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, but Tony Blinken, and we both know him personally. I mean, this was just a disaster uh, of whatever he attempted to uh, do uh, in the days preceding the president's uh, trip uh, over there. What would you tell Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu? Bibi, you got to look at the way the world looks at this. You're, you're killing innocents. Remember, the entire U.S. foreign policy of, of this administration has, has been a failure. And it was uh, just days before the Hamas attacks, of course, that uh, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, declared the Middle East uh, the quietest that it's been in 20 years. They misread everything. Uh, they are misunderstanding everything. And if you don't know what you're facing, how can you solve any problems at all? So they're not solving any problems. They're just deepening the problems. The whole trip was completely ill-advised. I, I keep offering. They can use my cell phone. They can uh, use my Zoom links. They could reach anybody at any time have serious discussions with anybody. We don't need the grandstanding. We don't need uh, this uh, this unbelievably uh, vacuous and wrongly directed speech. We don't need the next hundred billion dollars. We need some diplomacy. The president the way, of the United States, it's, it's his job. He should be speaking with President Putin. He should be speaking right. with President Xi. He should be speaking with other, he should be speaking with the leaders of the Arab countries. He doesn't have to fly there for that. He could have a Zoom call and actually get something real done. This was a crisis that was reaching a boiling point. They didn't even recognize that the water was getting hot. And then when it has boiled over, the, the reactions are absolutely uh, uh, contrary to the entire world's sense of this, which is that this is about politics. It's about politics overdue for 50 years. We need a political resolution. We don't need a destruction uh, of uh, this uh, uh, absolutely vulnerable and trapped uh, civilian population. And yet they have no answers. Our administration and, and, uh, and the Netanyahu government, which, by the way, was already pushing Israel itself to the brink of disaster internally before this happened. So right. this was a, a government that was incredibly divisive. It had hundreds of thousands of Israelis out on the streets against it. It obviously was not watching or hearing or understanding anything, nor was our national security uh, apparatus understanding or hearing anything because they don't listen to anybody. They just talk. They think that the whole world waits for the U.S. word. And Biden said it yesterday. Again, like a blast from the past, we're the indispensable nation. The whole world uh, looks to the U.S. for leadership and blah, 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 in the midst of a complete collapse of diplomacy. This is very... Uh... We'll play exactly what he said. It's cut nine, Chris. This is very George W. Bush-like. You're with us or against us in the days and weeks after 9-11. On Ukraine, I'm asking Congress 
to make sure we can continue to send Ukraine the weapons they need to defend themselves and their country without interruption so Ukraine can stop Putin's brutality in Ukraine. They are succeeding, backed by U.S.-led coalition of more than 50 countries around the world, all doing its part to support Kyiv. What would happen if we walked away? We are the essential nation. Meanwhile, Putin has turned to Iran and North Korea to buy attack drones and ammunition to terrorize Ukrainian cities and people. What is uh, President Putin doing while Joe Biden and uh, company are exacerbating uh, what's happening in the Middle East? You know, it was almost a split screen for the world uh, in uh, last week. Uh, uh, the U.S. foreign policy uh, coming unraveled uh, in Ukraine and in the Middle East. And halfway around the world in Beijing, uh, President Xi was uh, hosting world leaders uh, in a celebration uh, of uh, a 10-year initiative, the Belt and Road initiative, which is building infrastructure, fast rail, 5G networks, renewable energy, long-distance transmission grids, uh, with partners of 150 countries. Uh, so, uh, And China's saying, we want peace, we want cooperation. The world leaders came there. President Putin uh, came. Uh, they declared uh, their uh, unlimited uh, friendship and, and, and partnership. It was uh, President Putin's third uh, visit for Belt and Road initiatives. These are uh, global uh, gatherings that China has hosted since 2013. President Putin's been there for all three of them. It says something. But by the way, there were leaders from all over the world in Beijing. And what they were saying is, we want peace. We want development. Uh, we would uh, like uh, connectivity. We want fast rail. We want energy transformation. We want all of that. Uh, and China's helping to finance it. Uh, and we're spending uh, trillions and trillions of dollars in, in the last uh, 20 years. By one estimate, it's over $8 trillion that we don't have, can't afford, took up uh, debt to do on military approaches, not on mm. building infrastructure, on blowing up things. Uh, and this is the difference. This was the split screen in the world during the past week. And I, I have to tell you that uh, notwithstanding the uh, dysfunction at the moment in the House of Representatives, once uh, that is resolved, the war party, which is 90% of both houses of Congress, I think beyond question will give Joe Biden what he asked for. I'm uh, I'm waiting to see because the American people are really against this uh, and the numbers are rising. It's a, you know overwhelmingly clear in the Republican grassroots and in the independents of this country. The Democrats uh, maybe are following uh, Biden's lead on this, uh, but the American people do not want this and don't deserve this. Uh, and. Uh, we will see whether uh, Congress has even a glimmer left uh, of uh, recognizing its uh, role of uh, uh, reflecting the interests of the American people. It's, it's, it's a real question mark. It's fascinating to see that in this internal uh, struggle within the Republican Party, who is 
warning uh, the speaker candidates. It's, uh, of course, the, the head of uh, the Armed Services Committee. You better vote for this. If you want our support, y- right. you need to vote for the money that's going to go to uh, to Lockheed and to Raytheon uh, and to General Dynamics and to Northrop Grumman and to Boeing. Uh, those are the campaign funders. This is a serious business for the United States. Joe Biden reminded us. Reminded us. It's yes, they, they figured out to put put all those uh, factories in different states so that you can continue to get the money. So you you got that. You got that exactly right. So this the representatives for- in those states will always vote for war and say, "Look, I I, I kept your job for you." That's it. The jobs in the neighborhood, right. and they were put there for a reason to keep right. the money flowing, and that's what. President Eisenhower was telling us, my God, the the uh, supreme allied commander of uh, forces in World War II was the one warning us about the military industrial complex. An amazing, an amazing reality. Correct. And and uh, we're living it and we are suffering it just as he warned 62 years ago. I'm going to lighten this up just a little bit, although there's serious implications even to this humor. This is uh, President Putin inviting President, (laughs) can't make this up, inviting President Biden over for pancakes and tea. If Russia has lost the war, why do they, the USA, supply attackums? Let them take them back and all of the other weapons. Biden can take a seat and eat pancakes and visit us for some tea. If the war is lost, what are we talking about? Why attack them? Ask him that. It's funny. First, this supplying attack of course, causes harm and creates an additional threat. Secondly, we will, of course, be able to repel these attacks. War is war. Jeff, he's 100% correct. <laughs> Amazing to see and uh, watching that venue in Beijing uh, behind him. Uh, you know, we, we've got this uh, all all wrong. But what's what he's really saying, you know, deep down is how weird it is that the two aren't actually talking, whether they have pancakes right. or not is uh, yet another matter. But instead of diplomacy, we, we have these uh, moments in front of the camera where Biden wants to look tough. This man can't stay in power. Uh, this man's uh, evil. This th- this is the opposite of how to make the world safe. And what Biden, uh, what Putin is saying there is uh, basically, we don't talk. I just hear these things, uh, you know, uh, and and see, see the missiles. We don't we don't really talk at all. And so I think underneath this was uh, the the weirdness. Uh, of the way that uh, America conducts its foreign policy right now, no diplomacy, no diplomacy, just war. And it's, it's very strange for the whole world, actually. Even our, our closest allies are very uncomfortable about this right now, in fact, which is why in the UN Security Council, we have no supporters. Uh, it's just uh, the UN Security Council against the Biden administration. And uh, that shows how far along we have gone on the wrong road. 
Professor Sachs, I know you're uh, very busy and you just got off a month trip from around the world. Thank you very much for your time on this. It is deeply and profoundly appreciated. I can tell from the numbers of people watching us and the seriousness uh, of their comments. I hope you'll come back and visit with us again next week. Absolutely. We'll do that. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, All the best. Judge Napolitano for uh, judging freedom. So we have at 2.30 Eastern, uh, the Intelligence Roundtable, Larry Johnson uh, and uh, Ray McGovern, and later on, Ask the Judge, and later on, Scott Horton. An interesting question. Why do Americans love war? We'll see you shortly. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. <laughs>